Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Odd Imagination production. Matthew Bauer, uh, he is director, one of the writers and producer of the movie or documentary, rather, The Other Fellow. I call it a movie because it was very much done in a movie-like way, which made it so incredibly enjoyable, uh, which is very different from like other documentaries where it's kind of just bare bones, nothing but facts being shot at you. Um, and it's kind of uh, one dimensional, should I say. Uh, so that was the beauty of The Other Fellow, which follows the lives of people uh, with the name James Bond and how having that name has affected their lives um, and how it's kind of defined them in a lot of ways. Um, and I have to say this, I have to say this, I started watching this and I was like, man, I can relate. And I'm going to, I'm going to come out right now and say, Kira is a pseudonym. It's a pen name. My real name is Jenny and it's mm -hmm. just Jenny. And so every time I introduce myself, I have to get in front of it, just like, um, you know, New York, James Bond and how he has to do that. He's like, yes, I've already heard this a million times, but I was in sixth grade yeah. when Forrest Gump came out. And I wasn't allowed to watch it because I was so young and it handles adult themes, but yep. I kept getting like forced jump jokes and I did not understand yep. what was going on with that. And I'm sitting here watching this movie and I was like, man, I can relate to all of you guys. You know, it's not such a huge monumental name like James Bond, but I've gotten yep. Jenny Jones, Jenny Craig, Jenny from the block, Jenny McCarthy, 8675309 Jenny. Uh, yep. I've gotten all of it. Jenny Goat, you know, and I'm sitting here like many yeah, no, times no, no, I wanted no. to change my name. Yeah, no, totally. And, and thanks for what you're saying. I, I, I do kind of see this as we fall in the documentary genre, but I do kind of see it as like a movie made with real people and real people's stories um i think it definitely kind of goes in that direction more than some traditional documentaries um but yeah was in forrest gump was was her character jenny lane or or was she just just jenny she was just jenny <laughs> but it was it was a very pervasive name at the time wasn't it and, and yes. his pronunciation of it I can imagine the kids at school saying Jenny kind of like that. And we've, we have found a lot with this film that I didn't expect, which is that actually most people we speak to have got something about their name. Uh, you know, whether it is, you know, a, a lot of everyone's had that experience where they get an email to somebody who, who has the same name as them, who sent it to the wrong person. Um, and we spoke just with a lot of people where surprisingly, we spoke with a journalist called Ashley, who's a, who's a man, but who constantly has to deal with people thinking he's a female when he emails them and they're surprised to find a man on the phone. We, we spoke with another reporter whose name is Josh Gay, G-A-Y, and, and he he's a he's a heterosexual straight male reporter who has spent his entire life receiving homophobic slurs and weirdly he feels a great affinity with the gay community because he's suffered the same abuse as them and he got a huge man out of this film as well um so yeah I, I think it does speak to beyond the James Bond thing this weird thing that actually a lot of us have which is our name causes some weird sort of association yeah and like that's the it brings it to a deeper level because there is a moment in there where you ask, what is a name? And I'm sitting here like, wow. And her response is, you know, it's everything. It's your identity. It's who you are. 
And I'm sitting here like, you know, she's right. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, whenever picking out a, a, a pseudonym or, you know, a pen name, you're constantly thinking, okay, well, what would be a good, a good name or, you know, character naming and stuff like that. And it, it's important and it kind of, I don't know, it's transcendent in a weird way that I never even thought about watching this movie. Yeah. It's like, what is in a name? And yeah, so- we, we we don't think about it all that much. In terms, it wasn't why I made this film. It wasn't really on my mind. It's something that's come out when people have seen it. Um, but but you know, like names are important in the same way that we you know we're not supposed to, but in the same way that people judge people on their their skin color or their accent, um, you know, or their weight, or you know whether or not they wear glasses. I think your name actually is this weird thing. Which one of the first people think of you, and they kind of are like good names and bad names out there you, you know I find a lot of names that have got like O's and U's in them kind of have this weird like like kind of connotation to them like I, I don't mean to offend any Olgas out there but if I was a woman I probably wouldn't want to be called Olga because there's something about that name that has like a connotation right it, it sounds like, masculine yeah, yeah. And, and they kind of are. And I think, you know, weirdly, when you think of a lot of the people that you know, you kind of can't imagine Alex as a Steve or Steve. It, you know, there, there is something where, you know, you say someone like, oh, she's such a Jenny. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And I think it, it, it is like it is like a, a, a thing outside of the whole James Bondness of this film. It's definitely mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah, it's a theme that is really well carried out. Um, and it what brought you to this idea? Like, where did you like conjure up this idea on, let me go find all of the James Bonds that I, you know, can and talk to them and see how their life has been changed by this. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, am a James Bond fan. Um, and I think kind of like any great idea, just suddenly out of nowhere, I was like, that could be an interesting film. And I wonder what it's like. And thankfully we're in an age of social media where I, I'll be honest with you, I probably wouldn't have had the energy to go through every single phone book on planet earth and, and find all the J bonds and call that. That would have been a lot. Thankfully because of social media, I was very quickly able to find these people the thing was especially on you you can't join facebook if your name is james bond like it bans you i'm sure if you tried to join as tom cruise or mark zuckerberg it would it would say the same thing so all my characters in my in my film are called like bond james or jb bond or something like that on on facebook and so once i figured out that syntax i then looked at their families and their friends and and on other social media as well and and if they were friends with other bonds i kind of went this person probably actually is james bond and you know not just someone who's you know made a fake facebook name or something um yeah and so i just kind of sent like a bit of a spam email to a bunch of them and straight away the answers that came back were far more surprising than i was expecting um and actually the i can't go into spoilers here kira but the first james bond who wrote back to me is the very final character you see in the film and he told me his story and you know he said all the stuff i expected but then kind of said "Uh, uh, 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 uh," and i was like how the hell does that possibly work and actually weirdly all the other bonds I spoke to, all of their problems they were telling me with the name spoke to his story and why what had happened had happened and kind of made it actually make sense to me. And the, the more I spoke with the other bonds, the more his story made sense. 
Um, but most of them came back with surprising stuff. And you, you'll see in the film, we actually burned through de very deliberately everything you expect this film to be in the first 10 minutes. So we burned through Aston Martin jokes and, you know, picking up girls and everything you're going to expect. And then suddenly we dump you in the middle of an isolated town in snow-covered Sweden. And hopefully you're in a place where you're going, well, okay, I now have no idea where this film is going to take me. Um, and I think it does then take you to some quite unexpected places. Yeah, like I liked the way, and I just have to say the cinema photography was amazing. And that was Jamie, right? Jamie did it. Yes. Yeah. He's a, he's a very talented cinematographer. Um, and yeah, and we, we, we wanted to have a really glossy look to this film, obviously it kind of, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's related to the Bond series in a way. And when people think of James Bond, they think of a certain kind of international kind of glossy sort of look. And we didn't want to pale in comparison to that, if, if you know what I mean. And so, yeah, we, we wanted to kind of go for something that was sort of quite high end, I guess, in the way it looked. And that's what gave it like its movie quality. That's what I liked about it was uh, because James Bond is such a pivotal character um, and has been. And I, it almost seems like, and I'm going to hearken this back to Sherlock Holmes. I don't know that Ian knew that Bond would take off as well as it did, which is why he didn't sit there and think about, okay, well, I just stole this real dude's name for this thing. You know, like he had no idea the far reach and the, you know, how it would last for yeah. centuries upon centuries. So, um, and that's what I find. I found the, the like, there's a, the certain transitional scenes where you have like the grid and you have things yeah. popping up. I was like, this is incredible because it, it shows the network that's all tied together by this one common yeah. thing. And because they have this one common thing, they've experienced the same things over and over and over again, kind of like Groundhog Day. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, we wanted the, the point with those screens you see over the cities was, you know, my characters are not really terribly affected by the plot of Skyfall. What right. they're affected by is the fact that actually James Bond is a phenomena. 99% of it exists outside the, the films. It's it's news stories about James Bond. If you ever watch, I watch a lot of reality TV from your country to be perfectly honest and even on like the real housewives or whatever they'll mention james bond every second episode they'll go oh you're looking a bit like james bond or whatever the the, the noise of james bond in our media landscape is massive and so we wanted to show that by these giant kind of tv screens that kind of hover over every city um and my inspiration for that was actually independence day uh you know where you see at, at the start of independence day you have these you know little people on the ground when the alien spaceships mm -hmm. come over them and to me you know that's what it's like for my guys you know that they, they literally are having you know this noise of james bond kind of around them everywhere and then stylistically in the film, we kind of wanted to make it kind of feel like that very James Bond flavor because that is the world they're surrounded by. Right. And I think that was a really brilliant tie-in to kind of carry that central theme, but also to drive home. And I felt myself like I was kind of getting fatigued. So I can't even imagine because like you'd yeah. have Matt Lauer, like new Bond movies out. You had those little yeah. snippets in there of that. And I'm sitting here like, man, to just have that constantly. 
you know, and yeah. then you've got, you've got um, David Letterman and that whole thing happening. And I, I was like, that had to have been physically painful for yeah. that experience to have happened. And to that, you know, that one person, that one individual to have to be the literal butt of a joke. And yeah. I was, I was sitting there and I was like, you know, and then there's another part in there where, and I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there is a, there is a scene in there where I just was watching his, his face and I really wanted to just hug him and to kind of pull yeah. him out of that situation because you yeah. could see how painful uh, emotionally and mentally and physically that experience was taking on him over and over and over again. Yeah, And I'm yeah. just sitting there like. Yeah, no, I mean, we definitely wanted in this film, we were quite inspired by like the, the office, the TV series, which does very good cringe and those kind of cringe scenes that you can't get out of. And that go on a bit long. Some people in our edit had said to us, we think this scene goes on a little bit too long. And I was like, no, no, that's, it's meant to go on a little bit too, okay. too long because he obviously wants it to end so badly. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely did. Even though there is a lot of kind of, kind of glossy drama in this film, we did want to have those sequences, which are very, in a very real situation seeing what it's like for a James Bond just having to endure this all the time um and yeah and and kind of get inside their heads you know I mean for these guys they live in a very different mental space to the rest of us where they are very attuned to all of this like James Bond noise around them at all times and they're very attuned to other people as well I mean in a kind of horror movie way that noise then turns the other people around them into these zombies who come at them with jokes you know they that they can meet the nicest woman in the world and then they say my name is James Bond and then she'll make an Aston Martin joke at them and it's almost like they've become an agent right <laughs> this thing that haunts them um yeah right they stop being themselves and, and end up being this character that is projected upon them and yeah it's hard to separate that out too I can't imagine how you know having friendships with people and things like that how that much that must be a struggle just because you do have that uh sort of projection of of this happening and you know yeah. the the first thing you want to do when somebody does that is like okay you're one of those people i'm just going to you know distance myself from you now and you know yeah. we're just we're not doing it um i did you expect to have some of those stories come out like specifically there's there's a character in in Sweden um yes. and you know and then you've got uh, uh JB you know and the things that he's gone through is that something that you actually ever thought in a million years you'd yeah. be able to out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and don't be too worried about spoilers in the first half of the film. It's kind of the back half we're trying to protect a little bit. But, 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 yeah. No, in our basically in, in Sweden, which is where I am now because we're premiering the film here. Um, yeah, we we actually found a man who he wasn't born as James Bond, but he'd actually well he changed his name to James Bond. But actually, that's just what gets him into the film. The fact was, he's actually a man here in Sweden who has turned himself into James Bond and he lives every day of his life as James Bond. He drives the Aston Martin and he drinks Bollinger champagne. Um, and yeah, he lives as James Bond. Yeah. And then 
he was one who actually came to us from another source. He wasn't in my initial research because he was actually everything I was trying to avoid at first because I was looking for a real man named James Bond. And then we actually got an email from somebody here because a lot of people in Sweden don't like him because it's not the Swedish don't like people who like rise above their station. And someone wrote to me and they said, oh, I've heard about your film. I'm so glad the Swedish James Bond isn't in it. And I and then I Googled Swedish James Bond. I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? Um, and then obviously there is a, a, in America, there is a James Bond um, who was on trial for, for murder when we meet him in the film. Um, and what had happened there was, you, you know, I'd been obviously if you've seen the film, you'll understand it's kind of quite hard to Google a, a James Bond. But there is a way to do it is is on Google if you take out you know when you can exclude search terms on google so if you search for james bond and then say in exclude terms exclude daniel craig aston martins whatever you start getting rid of all the james bond articles and find the real ones and we came across him who was yeah a james bond who'd been arrested for murder um and i wrote to him in prison and said you know hey i'm from the media probably not the angle you're expecting but but would you be interested in in, in speaking to us and taking part of this film and he was all for it um you know it's it's, it's what i love about your country when, when you go to people in your country and say hey want to be in a movie they say yes they they, they just kind of do it. here in europe they say no <laughs> but, but in america they say yes and, and yeah he, he agreed to speak to us and kind of let us follow his story and his story in particular surprised me because he what, what happened in the you'll see in the film is that we have a sequence where all of them talk about being arrested um by the police and the thing is if your name is james bond you must and i only found this out as we were doing the interviews but all of them have this thing that they carry id on them at, at all times and you say what why would you need id on you at times and it's the fact that if you get in an encounter with the police as, as a man named James Bond, whether it's being pulled over in your car, or you know how all of us have some kind of encounter with the police, maybe once every five, 10 years, we have to show our ID. If you don't have your ID on you and the police ask you for your ID, they will then ask you what your name is. If you then respond, James Bond, you will get arrested because they think that you're kind of messing with them. And this has happened. I discovered this had happened to several of my James Bonds, um, across the world. Um, and generally, of course, they figure it out and it gets laughed off. But I think it is telling that the one African-American James Bond in the film actually ended up going to prison for 60 days for that because the judge said that, yes, even though, e even though it was figured out in the end that James was still antagonizing the police officer in the way that he was doing that. Um, right. And that kind of really surprised us. And then, yeah, when, when we meet him in the film, he's in prison again for a, another crime. Um, and I guess you'll have to see the film to see how that plays out. Yeah. And that's like one of the things I did notice. Um, and, and this 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 film, it, it really is transcendent beyond just a name um, in that it, it covers you know, emotional crises and, and mental health crises. And it, it covers how, you know, people cope with those things. It, it covers how this has affected livelihoods. This, it covers, um, and, and the, but the most, you know, pivotal moment is, is, J, is JB, I think, because you sit there and you see the glaring, obvious, uh, <laughs> inequality of just based on 
his race, his, his color of his skin, because you go through and you see all of these others that are, you know, white men. Yeah. And they don't have that same experience that J JB has. And yeah. I'm sitting here like, you know, it's heartbreaking to watch and to hear his story being told because you know that if it if he were a white man it would not have ended up the way it did yeah i mean i mean to be fair it's a select sample we have in in, in our film i i I, right. I haven't actually interviewed 200 black men named james bond and, and done an exact scientific comparison on it um but i think definitely what we wanted to do in this film was you, you know they say with film is that you want to kind of like introduce characters you love and then put them through hell and so we very much chose the storylines in this film that did have that real like emotional kind of heft. And, you know, it was people who are, whilst being James Bond, also struggling with their kind of sexual identity, you know, or their, um, in the case of Sweden, their kind of historical uh, identity, um, or in the case of James, kind of his racial, you know, identity as well. And they do tend to kind of say, you know, our, our homosexual James Bonds kind of really kind of say, oh, you know, it's hard to be a you know homosexual named James Bond. It's hard to be a black guy named James Bond. But I think there's also another level in this film, though, where some of our characters may be lying to us. You know, I, I, I don't I, I don't entirely believe what my characters are saying. And I think a lot of the audience doesn't as well, because there's the question that we had to ask them because everyone wants to know, which of course is why don't you just change your name? And none of them do. And, and so there is this thing of while they're like, oh, this is so hard being James Bond that they're not changing the, their name away from it. And I think deep down there is something about it that they do kind of like, um, you know, or they sort of wouldn't know. Th themselves without it if that makes sense um yeah yeah and in in the, in the case of you know our, our bond in the film who's arrested for murder there are two readings of it you know his contention is that because i'm black and because my name is james bond i'm being targeted by the police and actually i totally understand how that would work because you know police in your country i mean we actually shot this before the whole george floyd kind of thing but you know police are kind of known for kind of racial profiling and then of course who are you going to remember james bond you know and so on that angle i can understand what he's saying on, on the other hand he actually may have killed somebody and the police could be 100% right about that and he he could be using this whole oh I'm being targeted because I'm a black man named James Bond thing as a as a ruse you know and I I don't no one kind of really knows the answer to that um so yeah I think it, I think it is open to interpretation as well no that makes that makes sense um as far as all that's concerned and it's hard to be able to differentiate that for that ex exact reason um you know and i i get it from my name being my name and and uh all of the i guess targeted harassment of jokes and puns and things that i've received how much you want to change your name but also you don't and it's not for me personally it's not because of anything other than like i feel like it's uh, uh, an honorable thing to you know my dad is the one that picked out the yeah. name and named me yeah. and it's kind of like a okay well you know he thought really long and hard on this I'm not gonna sit there and just because of a movie and all of these other jennies yeah. that happen to be floating around in space I don't I'm not gonna rename yeah. myself just off of that um 
So, but yeah, it does no. bring up that good question. Yeah, no, it is. A lot of people say to my characters, look, if it's so bad, why don't you just change your name? But mm -hmm. it's actually a lot of work to change it. Have, have you ever moved house and have to change all of your addresses? Like, imagine Get married. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what's involved in changing your name. And it's a lot. But what a lot of my characters have done, and it's a bit like the Facebook thing, a lot of them have gone by like Jim Bond, for instance, instead, or Jimmy or something like that, which is obviously a way of like slightly getting away from all the James Bond stuff all the time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there, a lot of people deal with, with, with these kind of things, you know, and I think it's something which, yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't really give much thought to, but weirdly, this film about men named James Bond has a way of bringing this stuff up. It really does. It's not something that people like, and it's it's so totally different because you do tackle, you know, like James Bond things like Sean Connery and all of the shaken, yeah. not stirred and all of those things like you were saying. But it it makes you realize how heavily uh, people in culture like lean on names for identity and and how that can kind of morph things um, with that. And then, and then there's this this one character, which I'm gonna try. I'm trying not to go into the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah I know it's a tough it's, it's a so tough hard. one to dance around. I res I respect you doing it. I I will say to your audience, yeah, yeah, there is there's some stuff to this film we kind of can't talk about, but but it's a really good reason to watch it. Um, yes, it is. It is, and and the ending is a, one of those that catches you by surprise, and you don't actually you don't actually like see it going that way. But then you're yeah. like, wow, that's really, that's monumental. Yeah, well, I, I think like any kind of great, I wouldn't say it's a surprise ending, but I think like any great ending, it it actually shows you that every part of the film actually has been leading to somewhere. And I think, right. especially with this film where you are following these very disparate characters around the world, you do kind of want it to actually lead somewhere in the end and I think it, very, it very much does but kind of in a way that it's it, in a way that's very hard to explain to the audience unless you've actually gone through what, what happens yeah no that's what I'm, I'm like sitting here like how do I say this without saying this? yeah yeah well well I'll say we, we, we our film is is available on on Apple TV and iTunes for pre-order um and you can figure out what Kira is talking about <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna um, leave it there if you want to know anymore you have to pre-order it yeah um okay and this movie releases in the u.s on the 17th of february yes yeah, so the film will be out in select theaters uh on the 17th of february uh but it will also be out on um on demand platforms um and so right now until the 17th you can pre-order the film um by searching for it on apple tv uh, and on iTunes uh, as well. Which is wonderful for us who don't like to, you know, pay billions of dollars to go to the theater and we can pause it to go to the bathroom and not miss anything and all of That's that. Right. Go, go eat, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, it's it's the way things are kind of done these days. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you know, I think it's kind of a good way to kind of, yeah, get it out to everyone. Uh, yeah, at the same time. But yeah, I would, I would definitely re recommend checking it out. Awesome. Okay. And I, where can people find you? Like if they want to follow you, follow your work. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so you can follow our film um, at any of the social platforms slash the other fellow. So Facebook slash the other fellow, Instagram slash the other fellow, 
uh, Twitter slash the other fellow. Um, and, and if you want, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Matt O'Bauer, M-A-T-T-O-B-A-U-E-R. Uh, yeah, on Instagram, if you want to follow a world film tour that's going right now, we're going to Serbia on Saturday. Um, so wow. yeah, yeah, we're really cool. We're, we're kind of really getting around with this thing. So yeah, it's going to be nice to bring it to the US next month. I can imagine. I can imagine because 007 James Bond is a worldwide phenomenon, right? So I can't imagine the kind of schedule you have going for yourself right now, trying to hit all of these places. Yeah. Yeah, but, but Bond is, I mean, as you see in the film, Bond's in every room. I mean, one of my favorite moments is where we have it. We have an, a, a British soldier who's working in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking, he's talking about like, you know, I've, I've worked he, obviously in the army. He's like, I've been to a lot of very far out countries and everyone knows who James Bond is. And he says, a lot of these people don't even have a TV. <laughs> And they know who James Bond is, but it's true. Everyone knows who James James mm-hmm. Bond is. You, you know, they just kind of do. I mean, James Bond is almost a verb. You, you know, I mean, it you, really you, is. You, you say to again, I was saying like a Real Housewives kind of way. You go, oh, mm-hmm. oh, he's looking very James Bond tonight, or like that. Th- that's very James Bond, and it kind of is like a bit right. of a verb. But yeah, it, it, it is a name that has this real, absolute kind of global. Uh, kind of reach um, but yeah it's, it's been cool in the sense that it means people around the world kind of get this film easily you know they kind of go oh okay I I actually see how that would be kind of an annoying name um, to right. have it's so big maybe it'll make people think twice about going up to people when they first meet them finding out their name and then making a joke <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's like, I think it's that thing. What, what a lot of my characters kind of say, and I totally get this, is when you make it's, it's, it's not just an, a name thing. It's kind of like an anything mm-hmm. thing. And you know, like you, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of like an example. You know, it's like someone had someone's. Re- I've got a friend. His name's Jack. He's really tall. Like Jack's really tall. Anytime somebody meets him they have to go, oh, wow, you're really tall or kind of make some kind of, or like, oh, you must be good at basketball kind of thing. And Jack's like, do you not realize that I hear this from everybody? Like, do you not think ahead and go, whatever I'm about to say about this, this person has probably already heard 30 times today already. And for my James, that's the thing that confuses them because everyone has to say something and and they just go, do you, do you not think you, you seem to think you are the first person to make this joke. Um, And I think it kind of does is like that. Yeah. Like when you meet someone and they have some really obvious thing, maybe just let it be the big man just just let it go just 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 just, just move past it you go home and scream it into a pillow or something that you wanted to say yeah, that you get it out yeah, eventually yeah. Just anything where you're like this this person must get this a lot i'm yeah. not gonna <laughs> outside awareness and understanding and putting yourself in other people's shoes definitely yes. yeah um, and I, I think it applies to just when people meet someone with a famous name we, we had another guy his, his name's Hannibal he wrote into us his name's Hannibal his parents called him Hannibal I don't know if it was mm-hmm. before or after the silence of the lambs his, his, his name's not Hannibal Lecter but obviously Hannibal itself it, mm-hmm. it, it is enough and he has to deal with all these like Hannibal Lecter impressions all the time people always right. be like oh, like the key oh. Yeah, I'll eat your yeah. liver with a fine Chianti and, and, and doing that all the time. And he wrote into us and was just like, oh, God, I get this. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
think yeah 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 anyone out there anyone you know who has one of those things maybe just give give it a pass <laughs> I think that's a great thing we need to put that like on a marquee somewhere uh or on a t-shirt or like here bumper stickers work really well apparently so yeah um, yes <laughs> so do you have anything else that you're working on outside of like uh promoting this film yeah, we're, we're working on um, another film uh, right now, which is another documentary, uh, which is called Ethanol, uh, which is about the world's number one drug problem. Uh, and it's a film that I think needs to exist. So yes, that that's up next. We're not doing we're not the, the, we're not doing any more people like people like, oh, you, you, you could do a film about people called Luke Skywalker. Um, <laughs> but I, I've, I've, I've had enough of this genre. That, <laughs> from from this experience, I think yes, I I can imagine so. But, but see, like, and in that, you know, I I feel like you don't really need another anything to describe and to re-explain everything that is so eloquently yeah, put together yeah. in this no, film. No. It's this, like this is, this is the ultimate people with a famous name movie. Yeah. there is there is actually another documentary about people named Adolf Hitler. Would you believe oh, man. it? Kind of in a really different way, but I understand Adolf Hitler is a name that carries a lot of, of negative with it in a completely different way to ours. But I, I can kind of understand that it is it that that is a name that is universally as as, as well known for kind of other reasons, and of course it does and hated of, for the most part. Yeah, well, no, but it also touches on a lot of the same questions this film has, which yeah. is, of course, why on earth would you name your child? um yeah. that yes yeah so yeah yeah the, 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 I think that's the other kind of well-known film in this very specific uh genre uh yes yeah yeah but but I think I, I think the reason it applies is that it's it, you know it's, if you were called Indiana Jones it wouldn't be the same as being called mm -hmm. James Bond it doesn't carry the same masculine heft I, I think that having this name does um, well, I don't want to pry too much into ethanol, but um, is there anything that you can share with us about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, ob obviously, you know, alcohol is the world's number one drug problem by, by a massive, massive, you know, it, it kills 10 times more people than every other drug combined. But you wouldn't know that from the documentaries that, that, that are that, that are out there. And in fact, you know, whilst we've got all these sexy cocaine documentaries out there, there's actually nothing that's kind of looked at, you know, you know, what is the world's you know biggest drug problem, um, you know, and the, the drug that alcohol actually is, 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 is called ethanol, um, which always is the name of the film to kind of highlight that. Um, so, yeah, we're having a, 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 a very deep dive into that subject. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And as somebody who has um, grown up with uh, an alcoholic parent and a, an addict, an addict as a parent um, and how deeply rooted that can be in, you know, environment, genetics, even, and all of that stuff. Um, that is going to be something that I'm going to be very interested in. So I'll have to pester Jeff and be like, Jeff, let me know what Matthew's done. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I know absolutely because it, 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 it is, it's, it's a problem that actually the older you get, when, when you, when, well, at least actually, so I didn't grow up with alcoholic parents, but when I was younger, I didn't quite get the extent of the problem. But now that I'm in my thirties, mm -hmm. um, I, I see the damage it does everywhere, uh, uh, you know, and, and you get to a point when you, your friends start dying fr fr from this and, and you lose people. 
um because this and suddenly the whole like oh booze thing it's not it's it's not really so funny anymore actually um yeah and I'm surprised yeah I I I, I think it it needs its cowspiracy if you know what I mean it needs its inconvenient yeah. truth um yeah and I, th I think it really does it's a problem that sort of touches touches a, a, a lot a, a lot of people um you know far more than you know if, if you believe the media um you know you would think that you know you know the opioid epidemic not these are not insignificant right. problems but you you would think that the opioid epidemic or the crack epidemic um you, you know are the biggest drug problems that we have out there but you know but by every single definition you know ethanol it should be referred to as the ethanol epidemic um you know but right. thanks thanks to a lot of clever branding over the years we we see it as something else oh yeah clever brandings politically from lobbyists and stuff like that from these companies <laughs> and drug pharma like we could probably go into all of that like in a different episode yes sometime. we'll have to do that we'll have to do that on the next podcast <laughs> um, um, yeah I mean, i'm still i'm still waiting through all of it myself yeah yeah, well, you know, if you ever want to come back and discuss literally anything, you're such a joy, and I love well, speaking you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. It's always nice. We, we did a lot of filming in Texas. Um, we didn't even get to it, but yes, the film has four Texas James Bonds, um, and so yes, it's always it's always nice to uh, nice to. Where, where are you in Texas? I'm in Dallas area. Um, Dallas, yeah. We yeah. we were just down in we were just down in Austin. I like Austin, but actually, I also kind of. I, I, I kind of this isn't to criticize Austin, but it's kind oh, of the least, it's the least Texas part of Texas. Uh, yeah, if, if you know what I mean. Um, it's sort of a lot of a lot of Austin can feel a bit like you're just in Brooklyn or Berlin or something. Um, um, <laughs> That's yeah. exactly so I, how it is. I always, I always like I, I always also like visiting the kind of real Texas sometimes. So yes, very nice to speak with Dallas today. Yeah, no, that's it. it we, we call it a, we, we say keep it weird, Austin, because they are like their own little, like country. It's like the, it's like the Texas Vatican, you know, like everything's like confined in its own little area. And then yeah, yeah it does gets so out. Thing. It does so thing. Also, I, I'm quite bored. I like the cliche of places. Do you know what I mean? If I'm in Germany, I want to kind of say, you know what I mean? I, I don't mind the cliche, especially when you're somewhere for like a short uh, kind of amount of time. I've actually never been to Dallas, but I have a suspicion it would be my cliched view of what Texas is somehow. Yeah, definitely Fort Worth. Yeah. It's like it's such a weird area because I'm North Fort yeah. Worth, but I say Dallas because that's what everybody knows. Yeah. You know, yeah. TV shows and all of that yeah. stuff. Um, but uh, I I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me today, Matthew. Um, but thank you, thank you very much for your time. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org.